Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello, and welcome back to our next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Do you know a drama llama? <laughs> a person who blows situations out of control and or causes non-dramatic situations to become dramatic? Drama is essentially made up conflict and refers to an emotional state where one or both people of, in a situation create an uncomfortable feeling sometimes through manipulation and or control. Right. So in other words, sometimes people will come into a situation and overinflate something that has happened or is being said that really doesn't need to be looked at that negatively per se. As exciting as drama is to watch on (laughs) TV, it's not uh, always so enjoyable when you have to live with it or is it? So according to psychology today, there are a few reasons some people feel the need to quote unquote, create drama where there usually would not have been a need of a situation of such. So um, one of them is attention. And I'm sure we all have experienced that where there's some people that just need drama partly for a need for attention. So um, it's this feeling unnoticed or bypassed in life creates in some a need for recognition and creating drama can be one way of gaining attention by sharing dramatic and eventful stories with other people. So I've heard several people, you know, tell, do a retelling of a situation that they've experienced and they go. And so then I told him, and sometimes I've challenged these people and I'm like, so did you tell him that? Well, no, but I was going to, well, you're over dramatizing the situation and that's in that sense. So um, yeah, it can just, create this situation where there's attention for them it's the same as you just this is going to sound awful but um a child I remember there was one time when uh, my sister just all the dramatics in the middle of the mall just having a tantrum just going and it was all about woe is me and when she realized she wasn't getting attention from us for that um she stopped and she was actually embarrassed and she got up and walked with us and then she realized people around were laughing at her so right. it's a terrible good example to give it is and often excessive attention seeking is seen as a character flaw in people but it's also often indicative of a brain wired response um linked to things that happened in one's childhood there can be trauma neglect you know, when there are, people are acting out attention seeking as they get older and become adults. Um, yeah, sometimes that can be a little bit of a flag there. So for example, newborns are extremely dependent on getting their mother's attention for their survival, you know, so they can be fed and protected and survive. So drama equals attention to those people, I think, and sometimes uh, 
people with a need for drama often display symptoms of mental illness as well. So they all kind of ties together, I think, right? It, it can. And that's, I mean, that's just a perspective that we have on the mental illness, unless that was um, from psychology today directly, but. It was. Um, oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was just going to say, maybe it's not fair to say in every circumstance, but for some situations, absolutely. I could see how it all ties in. Yeah. Oh, and again, it says some people, you know. Right. Okay. So the next one would be learned behavior. So for those who were raised in a family where drama plays a central role in the family dynamic, uh, you learn that this is, this just must be how people act and it can become a part of your quote unquote normal. Uh, and if you didn't have a stable role model in the home, you might have an unconscious belief that people show love and affection through unstable and dramatic behaviors. So it can just be this, you know, learned behavior that just becomes an unconscious part of your life right because that's your normal and I can consciously remember the point at which I realized that everybody doesn't have the same belief or the same experience or what have you as everyone else you know if you grow up from a child with things a certain way you tend to have the thought that that's normal right because that's your normal but it might not be the societal normal at all right we all go through life experiences that create filters for us and then as we experience things in life and we've explored the filter concept in another episode but then when we go through experiences in life our filters create the outcomes and the perceptions of things right so the next one we had here was self-destructive behaviors uh, some people with a history of trauma, like that can be emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, uh, often recreate dramatic situations uh, for one of two purposes. One would be to distract them from their own uh, inner turmoil, and the other could be as a self-destructive behavior because they feel so low about themselves. And I think in this specific category, I think some of it could be conscious choice and sometimes maybe unconscious that they just put themselves in situations, um, maybe without realizing. Um, But then other times it could be conscious. And that's also to say that some people just have things that happen to them too. So it's not that there's any real backstory or thought behind that. Things can just happen as well. Yeah, we all have a laundry list full of things that we do that we're not sure why we do them right yeah exactly (laughs) so then there's manipulation and control so causing drama can be controlling can be used in controlling of others and can be used to manipulate passive aggressive um tendencies uh so it can create drama or a reason to fight with them that can make them feel bad about themselves or guilty about the way that they've acted towards you. So the smallest little thing, like let's pretend as an example, I forgot to take the trash out. And if you looked at me and you were like, well, that must mean because yesterday you saw me, whatever. And that's why you're, you're being spiteful today. And that's why you didn't take the trash out. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, I just didn't take the trash out because I was watching TikToks. I don't know what the big freaking deal is. 
But some people use that as manipulative and controlling tactics. That's just a small scale. They're, they tend to be more elaborate, um, but uh, it's just to get people in a situation where sometimes they can even make it seem like you caused the situation. It's this whole manipulation. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just lighting kind of. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's like you said earlier, I think some is conscious and some there's hamsters running and you don't even know they're running. Right. Right. And again, with all of these examples there, it's not an, a blanket um, answer for everything. Sometimes, you know, I could forget to take the garbage out and you could look at me and maybe you're just, you're not trying to be manipulative. You're just having a bad day that day. And you think that I did it on purpose or something. It could not mean anything. There could maybe not be any ulterior motives. Right. And the other one we have here is excitement. So let's face it, for some reason, some people love that adrenaline rush or wondering if they're going to get caught or the lie's going to be found out and they tend to over embellish and, you know, everything's a big deal. And um, some people get addicted to the passion of makeup sex and the intensity of the emotion which follows an argument. So um, they can become so used to being on that emotional roller coaster that they become addicted to it almost. You know, you, you've got the highs and the lows, and then you go in the corner. And, you know, ironically, the people on dating apps who say, I mean, I don't use dating apps, but I've heard this said over and over again. And so it said right there in their profile, no drama. I've had enough drama in my life. And it goes on and on about drama and how they're not about drama and stay away with your drama. But they're ironically usually the ones that have the most drama. And again, that could be, I forget the specific word, like drawing attention to something that isn't even an issue to begin with. The no drama. Why even bring it up? Let's just not even bring it up. Um, But again, it could be unconscious conscious thoughts like I do believe that there's people out there that truthfully do not want to have drama in their relationships because they are sick and tired of it and they put it in their relationship or their dating app bio or whatever and for whatever reason they keep attracting that um but it's just I don't think it's like people are specifically being magnets attracting all of these things to themselves but I think there's people that just straight up don't want drama and somehow they end up with it a lot of the time. For sure. And there's people that do, you know, they do want a peaceful life, but they've become so used to the way of feeling when there's a drama like that is their normal. And so to be without that, they feel less alive. And again, like it probably isn't a like, oh, I need drama to feel alive. It's probably just a things happen that way. You know what I mean? Well, yes and no. On the edge of your seat, I think it's like a cognitive dissonance thing. Sure. Right. And anything beyond the regular turmoil walking on eggshells, although it's nice, it feels unfamiliar and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Even though they consciously want something different, they might be, you know, creating drama just to feel that familiarity again and in the relationship and dating app example I know of plenty of women that say they want a good guy and they 
end up going on a really great date with a great guy and they they ghost him no they ghost him and then meanwhile some guy that tends to be the one they typically go for shows up and then they go for him so it's just a bit comfortability I guess is a another good thing to tie back into that so and um as a last thing it's looking for mental stimulation so um drama it distracts us from our own life by looking at others and it creates a topic of conversation for some people so you know, the, the TikToks for my age group of, you know, there's the TikToks where it's like me and my bestie when we get together and we spill the tea. So it's about like just gossiping and creating these overinflated dramatic situations of, did you know so-and-so did this or whatever? So it's become very well known that people just get together and love to uh, create topics of conversation around drama. Um, and further to the relationship examples we were giving earlier, Michael Buble actually addresses this. And he said, I've had relationship issues. I liked pain. I was addicted to drama. Jealousy was the best. I could create absolute mayhem out of nothing. I'm not perfect now, but I'm a work in progress. I like myself a lot more. Therefore, I can like the person that I'm with a lot more. So mm-hmm. being more aware of yourself, I guess, is another way to um, improve in that uh, area right so (laughs) now that we understand most of the reasons why people might become or be drama llamas there's another another dynamic that we should probably look at uh what if it's not you what if it's not your fault but you feel like you've been a magnet for drama or you currently are perhaps you're that go-to person in the crisis or you're the one that steps in and rescues others when they're in trouble Mm. do you see some of that in yourself even yeah i i'd see it myself for sure i've shared it with you in the past Mm -hmm. that i find i can get myself in situations where People, I don't know, maybe it's a pat on the back in a sense that people know that they can rely on me in times of crisis or if they need something. Um, and I don't mind being that person, but it definitely creates extra turmoil in my life at times for sure. And extra drama that wasn't mine to begin with. Right. So how can you protect yourself from others and their chaos is what we're going to look at next so uh, our first tip is take note of the types of situations which have or often do become your dramas so are there similar situations are they something familiar to you from maybe the way you grew up Um, maybe you are just a people pleaser and you need to know when to say no Yeah, you can also ask yourself objectively, of course, um, would these become dramas for someone else or do they have a tendency to make them into dramas? So like if you put it in someone else's perspective or someone else's shoes, so um, how would so-and-so react in this situation? Um, It can sometimes create clarity when you're within it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the tell me I'm not overreacting type of thing, right? Sure. Yeah. You could look at a situation and go like, is it just me or am I overreacting? Like how would mom look at this or, you know, what, what would she say? Right. Sometimes that helps give you a little bit better perspective. 
And as an added twist, sometimes you can observe other people's dramas and choose to involve yourself because you can become fixated on them and um, sort of that they were a perceived threat to you. So if you, you've labeled their dramas as affecting you and because you see it as a threat, you feel the need to insert yourself, almost get in there and, you know, and say your part. Right. And a great example of that, um, and we kind of discussed it before we started recording, was if, for example, a friend of mine was experiencing hardship in their relationship um, and I go over to support them. So now I've become that person that can come and help you in crisis or someone that they know that they can rely on. And again, I don't mind being that person, but sometimes it can create extra drama in your life. So you're in that situation, you're talking about it, they're telling you about the situations that have gotten to them to this point. And as their friend, you want to support them. So what do you do? You go, yeah, screw him. Well, why would he do that? And, you know, you're creating this extra drama that may not have necessarily been there. Right. And there can even be other layers, like more extreme layers to that. You know, let's say that the boyfriend or whoever it is we're talking about at the moment comes home while while you're over visiting and then perhaps you feel the need to say you know you don't always have to be so mean to you know my friend here and then suddenly you're wrapped up in whatever they had going on and it wasn't even about you in the first place yeah so when you choose to engage with those dramas of the other person it isn't others causing drama for you um you kind of chose to go down that road so right stuff can go on exterior from you and you know you can express your your interest your concern that must be difficult for you what have you but like that's yours not getting involved <laughs> thank you very much so it it leaves that at their drama but when we were uh looking into this show that it's kind of a concept that blows your mind a little bit, you know, when you think about drama in your own life and what part you have had in welcoming that almost, you know, overextending yourself or, or maybe when you should have stepped back and you stepped forward instead and now you're in someone else's drama. So it's not that they're being dramatic. It's that you've like welcomed it almost. Welcomed, it's a harsh term, but yeah, I see what you're saying that you knew to some degree what you were stepping into and now you're in it and you can still have the opportunity to back out, but by participating within that drama and inflating it, it's mm -hmm. become your own now. Mm -hmm. In reality, it doesn't really even matter what people say or do. Uh, drama is a thought. It's not an emotion. Your reaction and involvement in situations can actually be your decision in making drama or not. Yeah, and it's also important to remember that other people don't cause your feelings. Your thoughts do, and your thoughts control your feelings. So no one can cause drama for you, which is a hard concept to grasp because it's not a real thing necessarily it's something you create it can majorly be an interpretation or label you've created for a situation so this was a bit of a hard topic and a bit of a hard thing for me to grasp personally 
Um, and mom and I had to talk about it extensively because I think we were both saying the same thing, but differently. It's that you're in a situation and you, people will put themselves in situations. Yes. But there are people who are also just out there to cause mayhem. And for me, I thought that was the drama, the people who are causing you discomfort, but it's different. There are people who are just simply awful people and there's drama where you can be in a situation where you choose how to react. Um, So it can be that you're in the situation and you're going, okay, I know this person is disrespecting me right now and I can either continue to inflate the situation with them or I can go you've disrespected me I'm gonna leave right and you know if we break it down it's not it's not the exact same situation but think if you're in a restaurant this has happened to me a hundred times and one of my nails down a chalkboard things is kids kicking at the bench seat that they're sitting on right yeah why are you laughing? No reason. <laughs> or, or scuffing their boots down the hallway. Yeah. Another thing, right? <laughs> so there's certain things that bother certain people. And Kennedy and I might be at the same place together. And this is going on and it's bugging me and it's triggering me. And now, now I'm just like, can't even focus on why we went there to what we went to talk about or the meal. Does it even taste good? Who knows? Cause all I can think about is that kid. Right. But meanwhile, Kennedy's like, so how's your chicken Alfredo? Right. <laughs> Whatever. It's not spazzing me at all. Right. Right. And people it's, it's the same. Do you see the parallel here with drama? You know, there's going to be situations maybe you're you're not involved in, but certain parts of it are going to maybe trigger you. Right. And those are things perhaps you need to not inflate, to pick your word, but uh, to step back and maybe have a better look. Yeah. And it's I guess it's a good way to look at it, too. It's about emotionally maintaining your own stability there um so you can get up caught up in drama and it can definitely be emotionally and mentally draining mm-hmm. so um it's but it's more than that even uh it drama can actually cause the pituitary gland and hypothalamus to secrete endorphins which are the pain suppressing and pleasure inducing compounds so that's super weird to think about uh because this is what um heroin and other opiates mimic so despite you not wanting to feed the drama llama there is a strange payoff in inviting it uh in for tea and I think it's funny how you wrote the word tea in our show notes today because like my example earlier oh let's spill the tea it's Mm -hmm. all about the drama and let's get into it um it but it can emotionally and mentally affect you I found myself in situations where I've had a discussion with say my mom in the morning and we've gotten into it and we've created drama and whatever. And by the evening, I'm still thinking about it when I'm laying in bed at night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's say we just had a difference of opinion. And instead of us both over inflating the situation, you could just say, well, I don't see it the same way. You know, I'm going to let you go for now and talk to you later. Bye. And we've done that before in some circumstances because we're like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> it's not gonna be good engage don't engage (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> so lastly, there are some very important lessons for the rest of us who consider ourselves to not be the ones who are actually causing the dramas that we sometimes find ourselves in. Uh, the people you think that are causing the drama are actually, or can be, that doesn't mean they are, but they can be your, uh, some of your greatest teachers for what you need to work on yourself. Because like I was saying earlier, um, if something's triggering you, it's actually their drama could actually be enabling you to find the things that you need to work on and overcome in yourself. Right. So it could be any person really that is presenting. It's not the person specifically. It could be the same situation presented in person A, B, C, D, elemental P. You're still going to have that same reaction because maybe you have a trigger within yourself and it could have nothing to do with you. It could have you're watching something go down and there's drama involved and it can still trigger you in that way. Right. Or even things like, you know, maybe an abusive situation and then if you grew up in that right there's the there's the uh, little bit of a raw spot again yeah so is avoidance a good technique to use so in our opinion it can be um again in our opinion uh, it can be but the mess in the closet so to speak doesn't go away it's like sweeping it under the rug if you don't look at it um, avoidance may help the change help change the circumstances for right now but these situations could continue to present themselves to you and you may choose to engage um, and create drama in life again in many different circumstances it's about being very self-aware I guess is what we're trying to get at here it's sort of like what you're trying to say is if you skip the first test you know you're not going to pass the chapter, right? You're going to have right. to go back and relearn that lesson again for lack of a better um, parallel there. But I've, I've heard that said and I toyed with it in my mind. Like, is it true that if we don't get the message in one way, uh, you know, perhaps we've gone through something in our life, but we didn't learn the the ultimate message, the ultimate takeaway lesson. And if you didn't get it the first time, guess what? You're getting that test again and again and again. Yeah, you know, I've heard that many times and this would kind of almost back that up. Right. And um, and again, a blanket situation um that can be the situation in other situations um it's all about life circumstances and where you are um what opportunities you have and what ones you don't um but you do all of us need to develop boundaries you need to recognize your triggers for what they are and what they mean um and prepare yourself for life circumstances to do with those triggers and don't allow other people to pull you into their drama. And I just wanted to revisit the fact that what was really hard for me to understand in this concept is I thought drama meant the same thing as abuse. And it's not at all the same thing. Um, some people are just awful and want to do awful things to other people. And drama is just about we're trying to portray today that sometimes people are having their own dramas and you can choose to involve yourself or remove yourself. And it's just being very self-aware. Yeah. When we were talking about the show, I had uh, said to Kennedy, like, you know, you must have people in your life 
now or you know from the past where something that was you know maybe insignificant to you turned into this big over the top blah 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 like and yeah and she's like yeah definitely like you know I know those people I know those people I'm sure our listeners know those people as well we all have those uh sorts of people and I don't mean to to point the finger out because I've probably, in fact, I know I have been that person in the past, you know, something that's really big to me and meant something to me or is on my heart a lot can be enough to send me spiraling into this drama thing. And, you know, Kennedy could listen to my issue and say, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. That must be tough, you know okay talk to you later bye (laughs) instead of like so he said what and you know and then you know and why didn't you and if that had been me and all of a sudden you're in on it and like you said then six o'clock at night you're still thinking about it and you're wound up and you're anxious about it too right so right and meanwhile it was your situation and I'm going to bed with it now. Right. So, yeah. So positive action does not come from negative thoughts and negative emotions. It comes from seeing our own strength with emotional responsibility and how much power we have in not allowing others to actually disrupt our peace. We have full power over our own peace. Correct. So thank you so much for listening to another episode and we will see you next week again. Bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast@outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.